Welcome to <laughs> Lights in the Sky podcast, episode 40. 40. 40. 40. In one year. In one year. And there's still time to go. Do you know what? Uh, one birthday, you know, if we live that long, we'll be 40. <laughs> what? Just, oh, just saying, in, like. In a birthday. Yeah, like, in at some point in birthday. our lives, we'll turn 40. <laughs> yep. If we uh, live that long. I don't know if we'll live that long. Did I say this is Lights in the Sky podcast? No, I'm just talking about... Casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And I am 40 episodes deep, Ton. <laughs> um, uh, yet another Saturday morn record. Yep. Um, <laughs> what will be happening when people hear this? It will be uh, my... You'll be work. all moved in. Yeah, I'll be, I would have been a, a weekend. You'll be drunk my, off your ass at your work, do. <laughs> yeah, it's my work Christmas party. Drunk off your ass. That's why we're having to Probably shirtless, pantsless. <laughs> <laughs> Odds are low, but yeah. let's entertain the thought. Yeah, co-workers you will have uh, molested or groped. <laughs> it's typical your style when you get a few uh, shandies in you. The Weinstein of the yeah. office. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call you. Jesus. Um, yeah, so Saturday morning banked record. Uh, last week around well, last week we changed it up and I did a story despite doing another story the week before. So this time around, uh, you're going to finally pull your weight and uh, mm-hmm. contribute with the story. Been slacking off and <laughs> other sorts of off in the corner here. Um, so I can't we... do I can't do a, a sly touch myself beneath this desk because it's glass. Jesus, no, no, you can't do a sly one. No, no. No. You can do an obvious one. <laughs> so, um, Tony, are you obviously masturbating in the corner? <laughs> it's like, damn, I forgot the desk was glass. We're already here. <laughs> New listeners, welcome. <laughs> We're 40 episodes are in, it's sure not getting this, any better. I assure you this is sometimes paranormal. <laughs> um, however, Tony's uh, habits are far from paranormal. Um, uh this is probably episode two of Reaper Watch. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hit the jingle? <clears throat> okay. Now, Reaper Watch tells what you're sowing in your garden. <laughs> so it's different than last time. It's different because you can't It's the remix. It. <laughs> it's the fucking remix, dude. Um, so um, the update is we recorded the last episode um, in the last hour, so nothing's yep. changed. It's just bit of, bit of feedback on the remix, actually. <laughs> see, yeah, this is, this Widely is panned by critics. <laughs> How many so. stars out of seventeen? Can you, can you do reverse stars? <laughs> yeah, black holes. Yeah. Oh, we've got a trouble. The cat's getting in his toilet. What? The cat's getting in his toilet. You're washing. Why is he getting? Why is he getting in from the? He got on the, the very back. It's like it's high, high arched on the side to sort of stop him. Oh. Oh, come on. Oh, Give no. the cat a little bit of privacy. Stop staring at it. Oh, no. He's, what's he doing? Just shut the door. <laughs> I don't want this happening. This is... I'm just staring at him. Don't. Oh, I think he's doing, you know, number twos. Uh-oh. It's going to stink. I'm going to shut the door. Sorry, Louis. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> not playing... Not having that on my podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> the cat's never done that. Never actually used the toilet. We've been podcasting before, so mm-hmm. it's party time, not party time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, so yeah, Reaper Watch update. Um, nothing changed from last week. Still, seeds just been delivered to me. <laughs> what was that? It's a cat finishing up. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, uh, and yeah, nah, nothing else to report. So, toying with an outro for Reaper Watch. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What do you got? Uh, at the moment, it's this is the end of Reaper Watch, but we'll be back in another time because this is the segment that occurs every week, and the segment is widely liked. Everyone's into Reaper Watch. Tell us what you think, Reaper Watch. Use the socials, the social meds to let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We love you all loving Reaper Watch. This is a segment of our podcast that's been going on for a couple of weeks. It's pretty good. Um, if you like reaper seeds and plants and um, this podcast and it adds a lot of value even though um, we haven't had many updates or much new news or development since this is a catchy jingle that's it could be longer <laughs> would be my feedback there yeah pretty good eh yeah um that's a thing um moving on um i we'll come back with part story. two of the outro later in the show <laughs> If we've got enough <laughs> tape in our cassette. Did you machine. rewind it? Yeah. <laughs> you did. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, <clears throat> so, saw a... We're bucking the trend of the digital revolution. We're recording everything on VHS with a camera in the room. <laughs> yeah, the lens cap on. Yeah, then we dub, yeah, exactly, we dub the sound. Um, yeah. All of the jingles are performed live. All mm. of the intros and outros. You'd hardly you're, know, though. You're, um, You'd hardly know. Your electric guitar's gone really it like is. quite seamlessly i know like it's really well done i've been practicing with strumming <laughs> strumming myself away here in the corner <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving on um so in the news this week there was a a guy who had built a rocket um did you see this the guy built a rocket to see this you heard about this heard about this <laughs> seen this one um he built a rocket to <clears throat> fly I guess you say across the earth to prove it's flat. Well, this is when I I heard it um, on another podcast talking about this. And they said the guy was going to, he wants to fly to a height of 600 meters to prove. And I was like, that can't be right because 600 meters meters. is not going to prove that. So I don't know if your article has better details. Just go to like one of those buildings. (laughs) Yeah. Like some of those, like that that, um, Burj... Khalifa building in like Dubai is like 800 something meters yeah, high. Go. Just go up there. <laughs> go up there, they'll tell you. <laughs> um, so I don't know if the, your article clarifies how high he flew, but. Um, has he, he hasn't done it yet, right? Uh, not yet, no. No. He, uh, though he may have done it by the time this is. Let's see. I found an article on it from ABC Action News. ABC Action News. Um, so it's a, it's, I'm looking at it. It just kind of looks like a weird place to start the article. California man launching homemade rocket to prove Earth is flat. <laughs> the countdown to launch creeps closer and there's still plenty for self-taught rocket scientist Mad Mike Hughes to do. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Last second modifications to his vessel, pick up his flight suit, leave enough food for his four cats just in case anything happens. How long do you leave? How much? How long? How much supply? Ooh, um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's leaving food, but is he leaving a day's worth, a week's worth? Why don't you just organise someone to feed his cats? 
good point. Let's do that. Grab a neighbour. Yeah. Or he might be that mad that he just doesn't have any... Oh my goodness. He may just be a crazy cat. Hughes man. is a 61-year-old limo driver who spent the last few years building a steam-powered rocket out of salvage parts in his garage. His project has cost him $20,000, which incru- includes rust olim paint to fancy it up a to fancy it up and a motorhome he bought on craigslist that he converted into a ramp his first test of the rocket will also be the launch date saturday <laughs> when so by the time people have heard this it's like two weeks ago <laughs> so he maybe have been blown to pieces <laughs> which we can only hope when he straps to his homemade contraption and attempts to hurtle over the ghost town of Amboy, California, he'll travel about a mile at a speed of roughly 500 meter, uh, meters per hour. Miles per hour. <laughs> if you're not scared to death, you're an idiot, Hughes said. It's scary as hell, but none of us are getting out of this world alive. I like to do extraordinary things that no one else can do. And like drive limos <laughs> and feed cats. <laughs> buy motorhomes. <laughs> And no one in the history of mankind has designed, built, and launched himself in his own rocket. Can we just say there's a reason for that? Because, like, it's when people say it's not rocket science, this is rocket science. And mm-hmm. you don't generally DIY rocket science. Here's another line that uh, worries me about this guy. A quote from him. <laughs> God. I'm a walking reality show. Huh? Oh. It's just the motivation oh, isn't right. The daredevil slash limo driver. <laughs> taking the piss. I would love to see that on a business card. <laughs> I got my card here somewhere. Uh, daredevil slash limo driver has been called a little bit of everything over squeaky chair. Thank you. Has been called a little bit of everything over his career. Eccentric, quirky, foolhardy. Doesn't bother him. He believes what he believes, including that the Earth is flat. He knows this thought is a conundrum, given that he's about to launch himself into the atmosphere. Down the road, he's intending to build a rocket that takes him to space, so he can snap a picture and see with his own eyes. I don't believe in science, said Hughes, whose main sponsor for the rocket is Research Flat Earth. I know about aerodynamics and fluid dynamics and how things move through the air, but the certain sizes of rocket about the certain sizes of <clears throat> rocket nozzles and thrust but that's not science that's just a formula <laughs> <laughs> there's no difference between science and science fiction well it kind of is that's the, why there's two the names huge for huge difference that's why one's science, called science and one's science, called science fiction, fiction because science fiction they can do whatever they want because it's the fiction part yeah um a yeah. question I've, I've always had with these flat earthers is um why would i mean what's what's the reason to lie about this yeah so if they said the earth is flat yeah it's all the earth is round but actually they said no well it comes out oh actually it was flat all along so who gains there who's gaining that (laughs) like who's winning yeah (laughs) like normally with conspiracies i think there's actually and there's a reason why people would lie and cover up yeah Yeah. they say this so that something else yeah but nah so what's the advantage of i personally don't get it and like the sun like how does how does it like okay if it rises in one end and it goes aside like what happens like like if you're spinning around on a globe like we are mm. you know it's there well comes, allegedly we are comes up disappears <laughs> comes up the next day because you're spinning around past it mm-hmm. whereas like does it just go like boom then like turn itself off and like sneak back and then come back again <laughs> yeah, i don't know like i don't it's know all what the stuff. theory is with the sun Maybe we'll look into that and do that as a um, as a story. 
This will actually be the second time he's constructed and launched a rocket. He jumped on a private property in Winkleman, Arizona on January 30th, 2014 and traveled uh, 1,374 feet. He collapsed after the landing and the uh, the G-forces taking a toll and needed three days to recover. That distance, though, would have been enough to clear the Snake River Canyon, which is a jump Daredevil Evil Knievel made famous when he failed to clear it during his 1974 attempt. Stuntman Eddie Braun did it successfully, did successfully zoom over the canyon using Knievel's original blueprint, blueprints in September 2016. Just don't mention Knievel around Hughes, he's not a fan. He was an average stunt guy, said Hughes, a former <laughs> motorcycle racer. He stole his look from Elvis. This guy. This guy. Um, Hughes constructed his latest rocket at Rocket Ranch in Apple Valley, California. Appropriately named. It's a five-acre property he leases from Waldo Stakes, the CEO of Landspeed Research Vehicles, who's currently working on a project to make a car travel 200 miles an hour. Oh, sorry, 2,000 miles an hour. Um... Uh, nothing is out of reach, Stakes said. Anything can be done. You just have to put enough money, time, and thought into it. The thing I don't get is that this guy is jumping not that high to t- to to do anything. Yeah. Like, well, you fly higher on an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like and like considerably higher. I mean, it's not around anymore. But when you flew in Concorde, the supersonic passenger aircraft that was around, you know, up until the early 2000s, mm. like you could see the curvature of the earth because you flew at like 65,000 feet yeah. and you could see it. It was quite clear. <laughs> yeah. So unfortunately, Concorde's not around anymore. Otherwise, you could have just booked a ticket on that and it would have been significantly cheaper. It was expensive to fly on it, but it would have, yeah. would have been significantly cheaper than building your own rocket. Well, and even um, seeing and, if you can... And to be fair, Concorde wasn't the safest aircraft around. <laughs> well, it's not there anymore. But again, it's safer than building your own damn rocket. They managed to get... Adam Savage into a U-2 plane going, like, stupid high. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, on Mythbusters. Yeah. Surely your mission would be a lot better, a lot easy, a lot more easily achieved just to hitch a ride in one of them. Yeah. Put all your time and effort and money into trying to get a ride in a pre-existing vehicle than building your own, <laughs> going up a mile and then crashing back to Earth again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah... The statement, no one gets out of this, this, what is it? No one gets out of here alive or something like that. Yeah, this life alive. Or no one gets out of this life alive. This guy's just a maniac. Yeah. So look, okay. As stupid as the flat earth uh, is, there's um, better ways to prove that the earth <laughs> yeah, is good. Exactly. All right. Um, I think we've done that. Here's, done that to here's death something almost. hilarious I found online. If Earth isn't flat, why are shoes like this with a flat sole and not like this with a curved one? Ah, uh, who? Instagram that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to jump into your story? We'll, yeah. Um, cut down on the drivel this time around. So I'm just um, going to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. If we can, I'm just thinking that it's getting a bit warm. Mm-hmm. But I'm just worried about the scent. Oh, have we look? God, headphones! <laughs> You're wandering out with your headphones on. Take all of the gear with you. We'll be all right. I think we're okay. <laughs> He's covered it up pretty well. <laughs> Jesus, it's, it's there for all to see. But uh, Louis, don't. This isn't content I want on my podcast. <laughs> it's not content I want in my hall. <laughs> to deal with it. <clears throat> right. Do you want to launch into your story then? Yep. 
Okay. What do we got? What UFO are we You're doing UFO. We are doing UFO this time because I've, I've taken a couple of weeks off UFOs. Okay. Yeah. And by that, you mean I did my two stories? Uh, what do we have? We had uh, the light. You had, you had you two, your two stories and before that was a lighthouse. So we haven't had any UFOs oh, yeah. on this. I'm sorry I'm boring you yeah. so quickly. Sorry, I just run out of Red Bull. <laughs> on the waters. Um, so this one I picked. Um, mm. Just yawn. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> uh, this one I picked because um, it's not a traditional UFO tale. It's something I had heard about. Um, it has lots of angles here. It's Is it a house that uh, somebody down south bought? Yep. And they want to sell it yep, for $400,000? <laughs> Actually, so we, we've done this one. Yeah, <laughs> we've done it to death. <laughs> um, so this story has some elements of... Yes, it's odd and mysterious. There's um, side effects that people experience after visit, uh, seeing this craft. Mm-hmm. There's the bizarre military element, uh, where it could be pretty much, you know, there's, there's a question that is this actually a, um, a maybe a reverse engineered or uh, actually a sort of human brain scientist man developed one? Because right. it's kind of shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's got quite convincing. Um, I guess evidence about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's called the Cash Landrum UFO incident. Okay. The Cash Landrum incident was a reported unidentified flying object sighting from the United States in 1980. It could be in the book, which witnesses insist was responsible for damage to their health. It is one of very few UFO cases to result in civil court proceedings. Ooh. On the evening of December 29... There's, nothing, there's 19- nothing more exciting than a court case. We do love court. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Think of Judge Judy. She's been going for years with mm-hmm. sort of silly civil court proceedings. <laughs> um, so had she been around in 1980, it's got to end it up. Um, on the evening of December 29, 1980, Betty Cash, Vicky Landrum, and Colby Landrum, Named after the cheese. <laughs> I was like, Colby. Yum. Yeah. I actually want cheese now. Mm-hmm. I've got some Edom in the fridge. Yeah. i got some smoked. Just go no Colby. Uh, so Colby, a cheese, plus Vicky's seven-year-old grandson, were driving home to Dayton, Texas. Oh. Yeah, everyone was thinking Ohio, I weren't you? Say, hey, hey, silly, you silly pricks. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> At about 9pm, while driving on an isolated stretch of two-lane road in dense woods, the witnesses said they observed a light above some trees. They initially thought the light the was sky. an aeroplane approaching Houston Intercontinental Airport, about 35 miles away, and gave it little notice. I, I like planes, I probably looked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a few minutes later on the winding roads or winding roads you don't know mm-hmm. the witnesses saw what they believed to be the same light as before but it was now much closer and very bright the light came from a huge diamond shaped object which hovered at about treetop level the object's base was expelling flame and emitting significant heat Mm. Vicky Landrum told Cash to stop the car, fearing that they would be burned if they approached any closer. However, Vicky's opinion of the object differed. See, Vicky was a born-again Christian, right. and she interpreted the object as a sign of the second coming of Jesus. 
telling her grandson, that's Jesus. He will not hurt us. What? <laughs> Interesting. Diamond-shaped burning thing. Yeah. Ah, Jesus. <laughs> so good to see you here. <laughs> Please yeah. don't burn us with your burning bum. Um, yeah, so um, odd. So, um, anxious, Cash considered turning the car around, but abandoned this idea because the road was too narrow and she presumed the car would get stuck on the dirty shoulders. Dirty shoulders. <laughs> um, Cash and Landrum got out of the car to examine the object. Seven-year-old Colby was terrified of Jesus, however, and Vicky <laughs> Landrum quickly returned really to the car <laughs> to confront, to confront, to comfort the frantic child. Cash remained outside the car to get a better look at Jesus, mesmerized by Jesus's brilliant, bizarre sight. Right. Um, the object was comprised of a dull metallic color. Mm-hmm. Often said about Jesus' skin color, <laughs> was shaped like a huge upright diamond about the size of a water tower, with its top and bottom cut off so that they were flat rather than pointed. And I know Jesus has been through the weird, you know, he's been through a fair share of wars, but the top and bottom cut off would be painful. <laughs> yep. Um, small blue lights ringed the center. Periodically, over the next few minutes, flames shot out of the bottom, flaring. <laughs> Jesus Flames bottom. shot out of Jesus's bum bum, flaring outward, creating the effect of a large cone and accompanied by a whooshing sound. I don't know when noise comes out of my bum, that's what it sounds like too. Enough of the blasphemy. <laughs> Every time the fire dissipated, the UFO floated a few feet downwards toward the road. But when the flames blasted out again, the object rose about the same distance. Betty later reported that the object also emitted an intermittent bleeping sound. Mm. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's the end of the story. It's so boring. Damn. I don't know why I'm so yawning. I think it's the warmth. It is. I think it's yeah. I I'm think it's killing us. Red Bull, and I'm yeah. just yawning my way through. Apologies. Um, I've got another one in the fridge, Joe. If you want it, that's all right. The um the witnesses said the heat was strong enough to make uh, the car's metal body painful to touch. Cash said that she had to use her coat to protect her hand from being burnt when she finally re-entered the car. When she touched the car's dashboard, Vicky Landrum's hand pressed into the softened vinyl, leaving an imprint that was evident weeks later. Oh, wow. Um, right, so some crazy craft is bobbing on the road. That's yep. kind of what we've got. Initially thought to be Jesus. Yep. Uh, probably not. I would say the evidence doesn't stack up to the second coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say it's more, um, so it's pretty big, weird looking craft, yeah. bobbing, bleeping, wishing, shooting flames out of it, which yeah, it's kind of one like of the differences. Kind of thing. Yeah. One of the differences in other sightings is that this one has the fire element. Yeah. Which um, kind yeah. of is more rocket like. So which gives you, I guess it's sort of rather than using some sort of anti-gravity technology, this thing is, I mean, it's still like, a, like still shooting fire at the bottom of it intermittently. Mm. Like, a sort of propulsion system but it's still managing to sort of float without wings yep. uh, or rotors or anything like that which is kind of odd yep. and it's generally quiet apart from this bleeping and whooshing right um so right the object then moved to a point higher in the sky as it ascended over the treetops the witnesses claimed that a group of helicopters approached the object and surrounded it in tight formation 
Cash and Landrum counted 23 helicopters, and later identified some of them as tandem rotor CH-47 Chinook helicopters used by military forces. Mm. Betty recalled that, They seemed to rush in from all directions. It seemed like they were trying to encircle the thing. Let me just adjust the levels there. <laughs> Sorry, Betty. Just dial it back a bit next time you're on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Just hurry up. I hope I didn't hurt Latch's ears. <laughs> How did you know it's that weird nickname for Luke? Odd. <laughs> um, oh, the cat's now up here. Oh, oh for goodness sake. Puss. Um, so I'm going to show you a quick photo and yep. um, you can do a bit of a descripto uh, wordos here to the audience. So we've sort of talked oh. about the, um, this is a wonderful bit of artwork. Okay. Here. It's like if you got a pyramid. And at the bottom of the pyramid was a ring of lights, and then under that was like the. You're handing over. Yeah, I was gonna try to get the cat away. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's like a like if you had two pyramids, one upside down, stuck to the bottom of a regular pyramid. Yep, that's it. But the very bottom where the point would be is um, where it uh, shoots fire. So if you were to look at it and. 100% believe it you would say that the ring of lights maybe stabilizes it and the thing on the bottom the rocket propels it yeah there could be a bit of a theory there and yep. the photo or the image sorry also shows um sort of a, a sky full of helicopters and circling <laughs> yeah, right. the thing yep. as betty mentioned uh-huh a bit loudly <laughs> <laughs> sorry about loud, that eh? yeah so glad she's gone yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's coming back isn't she <laughs> Uh, so okay, so this isn't this is definitely not your sort of regular flying saucer type uh, UFO you'd buy in Dunedin um, on the Dunedin <laughs> property market. Yeah, no. <clears throat> um, from first sighting the object to its departure, the witnesses said the encounter lasted about twenty minutes. With the road now clear, Cash drove on, claiming to see glimpses of the object and the helicopters receding into the distance. After the UFO and the helicopters left, Cash took the Landrums home, then retired for the evening. That night, they all experienced similar symptoms, though Cash to a greater degree, and Cash had been out there having a sniff at this thing for longer, Mm -hmm. um, all suffered from nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, generalised weakness, a burning sensation when, oh, sorry, in their eyes, <laughs> <laughs> and feeling as though they'd suffered sunburns. Uh, that's quite common with UFO sightings. Mm. Over the next few days, Cash's, Casher, Casher, <laughs> either one. <laughs> She's a singer. Yeah. Casher, Casher, Cash's symptoms worsened, uh, with many large, painful blisters forming on her skin. When taken to a hospital emergency room on the uh, 3rd of January, which is a few days after the events was 29 December, did the math. After New Year's. Thank you. Uh, Cash could not walk and had lost large patches of skin and clumps of hair. It would be annoying. You know when you, like, imagine having a shower, hair washing out, down the drain, clogs the drain, you've got to get that out, mm. don't you? That's true. That's a horrible job to do. Have you ever done that when you pull, you pull that thing out yeah, of the shower? Yeah, Yeah. No, I, I feel disgusted by her. <laughs> Those patches of skin probably don't help in the drain either. She was released from hospital after 12 days, though her condition was not much better, and she later returned to hospital for another 15 days. Jeez. The Landrum's health was somewhat better, though both suffered from lingering weakness, skin sores, and hair loss. 
Yeah. We'll talk about haircuts the other week, and mm-hmm. yeah, one that would have saved a bit of money there for Save a while. Forty-five minutes. Yeah, a radiologist, a radiologist, <laughs> a radiologist who examined the witnesses' medical records wrote, "We have strong evidence that these patients have suffered secondary damage due to ionizing radiation." It is also possible that there was an uh, infrared or ultraviolet component as well. Mm. Ooh, interesting. Vicky lost about 30% of her hair down the drain oh. and had to call a plumber. Mm-hmm. She had large bald patches on her head. When it grew back, it was a different texture. Colby. What? Colby. She grew feathers? Feathers. Colby lost only a small patch of hair on the crown of his head. Uh, this too grew back in time. You put it in a cheese toasty. Yes. Mm, yeah, I want a cheese toasty now. <laughs> uh, Betty's injuries were worse. Do I was just going to say, do they have... In America, you know, they have grilled cheese. Grilled cheese sandwich. Which is where you have, like, bread in a frying pan, right? Do you yep. know if they have those ones where you squish them into the triangles? Like, we have, like, toasties? I think they do. Do they? I think so. What do they call it? Toasties? Uh, Australians have, like, jaffle. <laughs> Of course they do. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, the general dis- disdain for Australia that seems to kind of percolate throughout <laughs> each of these podcasts. It's just the nonsense they throw out, <laughs> they throw out there. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, grilled cheese. Yeah, because grilled cheese. Um, that's that's like not pressed down though. No, no. But yeah, you could, you can cook a grilled. Could you cook a grilled cheese sandwich in the oven? Yeah, probably. With a sandwich press. Yeah. I like my sandwich press. Yeah, we do we do ours in a sandwich press. Mm, I think actually Although I have I a sandwich press because of you guys. Do you? You and you and your wife. Yes. Oh that's yeah, we used to make quesadillas. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I was just wondering if they have the, the squish down the edges triangle kind. Maybe get in touch. Yeah. I mean if you have a look at like a traditional New Zealandy uh grilled cheese. Toasty. Cheese, yeah, not grilled cheese uh, cheese toasty. Yeah. Google New Zealand cheese toasty and you'll see that the edges are all kind of pressed down into yeah. a triangle. As a kid, we used to have those things. I don't have the, I don't have a wee maker like that anymore. We do. Really? Yeah, we do. That used to be a real treat having that as a kid. Like, yeah. and, you'd, and, the, and the edge would also like, be singed together and you'd bite mm-hmm. into it and it'd kind of be cavernous and cheesy. And <laughs> yeah, really, like, <gasps> dangerously hot. <is> so hot. <laughs> yeah, it would burn the fillings out of your teeth hot. Like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Your fillings turn back to liquid metal. Oh, speaking of Jesus, we'll go back to this tale of him. Um, no blasphemy. <laughs> I won't have it. Okay. Betty's injuries were worse. She experienced a... I mean... She, she just saying that? She's a... Yeah. Mona. <laughs> well, this is the thing. She's born again Christian. But after... If this was her, I'm like, look what Jesus did to me. You know, case in point. Ow. Mm-hmm. Um, not so keen on him anymore. Not going to be sort of, you know... Is that blasphemy? I think she'd be pretty pissed off with Jesus. You're being Betty was pissed off with Jesus. Her injuries were worse. She experienced a severe sunburn-like condition and developed large water blisters, some as large as golf balls, over her face, head, and neck. One of these covered her right eyelid and extended right across her right temple. She also developed a long-term aversion to warm water. Save on, um, showers. (laughs) Quite good. Yeah. Sunshine or other heat sources. Uh, like heat sources like Tabasco or yeah, like yeah. heat sources like sun. Like Cullies. 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 She wouldn't want those bloody seeds. <laughs> <clears throat> Send them back. 
Actually, Betty, if you have those seeds and don't want them anymore after this incident, I know it was 1980, this happened and the chance is pretty low, but flick them to Litz. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face, they're just straight. Oh. Just go. In the year following the encounter, she spent five periods in hospital, two of those in intensive care. She after lost- eating a California <laughs> Reaper. Uh, she lost over half of the hair on her head and also had skin eruptions, which left permanent scars. Oh. Just from one exposure to this one thing. That's really crazy. Mm, not great, eh? Um, so Vicky Landrum picked up the blower, aka the phone, uh, and telephoned a number of US government agencies and officials about the encounter. What is this? What is this cat? Oh. Hold on. <laughs> Do I pad or uh, do I pause? What are you doing? What's the matter? The, the cat was um, meowing very loudly and apparently needed Tony's attention. Okay, I spoke was to it. Just, it. Um, I reassured him. Was it giving you a five point break? Check? I, I re- <laughs> He's trying to get into the garage again. <laughs> uh, he's like, the oil needs to be changed. <laughs> it's like, Louis, I had it changed in September. It's fine. It's a great name for a mechanic, too. <laughs> Louis. Louis. <laughs> get a wee cute overalls. <laughs> Um, when she telephoned NASA, this is Vicky on the phone. When she telephoned NASA, like, uh, like NASA, NASA, the ones that own space. Yeah, <laughs> she queried with them, "Do you own space?" <laughs> NASA confirmed, <laughs> "Yes, we own space." <laughs> How can I help? Uh, Vicky said, uh, "Can I speak to somebody about uh, a UFO?" And she was steered towards NASA aerospace engineer John Schusler, long interested. In UFOs. Mm-hmm. Schusler began research on the case and later wrote articles in a book on the subject. Can you close that door? <laughs> the cars don't need servicing. <laughs> Jesus. I've never had so many open and shut doors in an episode. <laughs> Between these last three episodes, there's been there's been beeps. It's been high activity on the cat barks, front. There's been motorbikes. There's been motorboating. And there's been So much pussy. Yeah. <laughs> More <laughs> so much pussy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Schusler began research on the case and later wrote articles and a book on the subject. Mm-hmm. Due to the Chinook helicopter's presence, the witnesses presumed that at least one branch of the U.S. armed forces witnessed the object mm. if they were not escorting or pursuing it. However, investigators could find no evidence linking the helicopters with any branch of the military. Investigators did later locate a Dayton police officer and his wife. How are they (laughs) dating if they're married? (laughs) A Dayton (laughs) police officer and his wife who claimed to have seen 12 helicopters near the same area at roughly the same time. These other witnesses did not report seeing a large diamond-shaped object, though. There might have been a large diamond on her finger from their marriage. (laughs) Eventually, Cash and Landrum contacted (laughs) their their US senators, who suggested, suggested that the witnesses file a complaint with Judge Advocate Claims. Office at Bergstrom. Okay, say that again so that I can understand it. Who suggested the the witnesses file a complaint with the Judge Advocate Claims Office at Bergstrom Air Force Base? Cash, 
Ladrum, and Colby were invited at at length by personnel at Bergstrom Air Force Base, and were not invited, were interviewed. At length. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> a party. At length, yeah, it wasn't like a really open like the invitation up, and it went on Dear for a quarter mile. Colby, <laughs> yeah, come like, to my party. There's lots of spaces in this, <laughs> this invitation. It's at length. It's too lengthy. Yeah. Um, so they interviewed at length by personnel at Bergstrom Air Force Base and were told that they should hire a lawyer and seek compensation for their injuries. Ooh. Attorney Peter Gersten took on the case pro bono with Cash and Landrum suing the US government for $20 million. Interesting. Mm. <clears throat> on August 21, 1986, a US uh, district court, so this is like six years after it happened, or five years after it happened, uh, a US district court judge dismissed their case, noting that the plaintiffs were not uh, pro, 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 <laughs> had not proved that helicopters were associated with the US government and that military officials had testified that the U.S. armed forces did not have a large diamond-shaped aircraft. Mm. So it took a while to settle that. I actually just read this morning that um, American Airlines and United Airlines have finally settled the claims that were brought against them by the developer of, or the leasee owner of the World Trade Center site. Oh, yeah? So they were suing them for um, the planes being hijacked and flying into their buildings. Oh, wow. So finally been settled. Oh, after That's 15, 16 years? Yeah. It's your anniversary, dude. You should know. <laughs> yeah. Well, one anniversary now. Yeah, one of the anniversaries. Yeah. Here's a question for you. I've asked the same question. I know what you're going to say. So, Go. what is the answer? Go. Which what becomes the the most? Uh, what's what is the anniversary of significance now? Like, what do you celebrate? Do you have to celebrate everything? Does she expect that? No. Um. So I I asked this of married people as well. Where when you of Maori Maori people of the tongue to finner of the nation. <laughs> See, no, no one gets that. The New Zealanders do. Don't we have someone who listens in Auckland? Yeah, yeah we yeah. got some people in. Shout New out Zealand. to Auckland. Yeah, okay. Tamaki Makoru, <laughs> something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, when you get married, you just celebrate the marriage and kind of acknowledge the other. So it's like happy anniversary on the uh, old anniversary, and then. Happy wedding anniversary, ah, which becomes the actual. actual. It's like a secondary, but it's different. Do you for celebrate some the engagement anniversary ever? No, no, don't think so. Well, no. Divorce? <laughs> Do you celebrate divorces? Um, you not you personally, but that's kind of the weird thing, right? Um, there's a divorce anniversary for every marriage that ends in divorce mm. that you live through every year, and you don't know it. Yeah. Do you, was it, is it when the when you decide you get divorced, or when the divorce is legally finalised? <laughs> I imagine it's like buying a house. It's like you do moving in day. So it's moving out day or something like that. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but so yeah, people are, that I've uh, interviewed with the same question have just said kind of the the original anniversary, the date you started going out, um, just goes away <laughs> eventually. <laughs> that you started going to town on each other. Oh. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know, like going into town for dates. Okay. Um Okay, so we got here, so like six years later, um, the, or five and a bit years later, the um, case settled and they said they can't prove this was the US government. Yep. Um, although, who else is flying large military helicopters in that area? Right. Probably no one else. No. Probably. Yeah, um, probably, but not definitely. The incident received mainstream media coverage, such as this podcast. Mm-hmm. In 1981... Wow. <laughs> In 1981, Vicky Landrum appeared on That's Incredible, a popular TV program. What? Mm. 
while on that's incredible Vicky was hypnotized in front of a live studio audience and under hypnosis she recounted the UFO incident right Vicky Landrum and Betty Cash both appeared on the 1989 US television special UFO cover up live (laughs) (laughs) that's with a question mark at the end of cover up and an exclamation mark at the end of live got it Uh, while on UFO cover up live (laughs) they related their account of the UFO encounter and their subsequent medical problems and legal battles Um, and this was also featured on uh, Unsolved Mysteries which is a great uh, TV show that Mm -hmm. um, it's disappointing it's on it's on like Amazon Prime in the United States but we can't get it here they're screaming all the old series interesting Robert Stack shout out again passed away okay speaking of passed away Betty did. Okay. Uh, we seamlessly transitioned back into the story. Betty Cash died at the age of 71 on December 29, 1998. Did you pick up that date? Exactly 18 years after her claimed close encounter. Mm. No, it's just 365 days and you're going to die on one of them. Whoa. Uh, sorry. Uh, Thank you. Vicky Landrum. Oh, my Screen just died. Vicky Landrum died on September 12, 2007. The MacBook screen died on <laughs> November uh, 20 something. Yeah, what are we, 25th? M- months for Chrissy. Oh, yeah. Tree- what, you got your tree up. Tree up. That's an early tree up. Tree up. Is it? Would you have had well, the tree up? Well, I you- wanted to do it next weekend, but we're busy next weekend. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I was told on no uncertain terms. I was told on no uncertain terms. But I was thinking maybe do it on the Friday, on the 1st of December. But I was told on no uncertain terms that it was going up last night. Mm -hmm. And my theory theory is that there's one really tidy person, one not so tidy person when it comes to decorating the tree. That tree is immaculate, isn't it? Yeah. Have you ever seen a better home decorated Christmas tree? Home decorated? No. No. Nope. Well, (gasps) no. Good. I, mean, I can't take claim for it. No, that's what I'm saying. You're yeah. clearly not the person who yeah. decorated it. No. No offense here. Yeah. I put some balls on it. <laughs> and then got told off and yep. ran away. Yep. <laughs> Ton has famous balls on the tree. Yep. It looks good, doesn't it? Um, so just to sum this one up, uh, we may never uncover the, tr- uncover the truth of what the craft was. Was it, uh, you know, a UFO of interstellar proportions no was it a government reverse engineered vehicle or some sort of uh, experimental type craft no no was it jesus yes the second coming of jesus yes um we just know that it used an unconventional propulsion system which led to a long-lasting negative physiological effect on the eyewitnesses and it forever changed their lives Mm. there was a wealth of data collected over the course of the cash landrum incident and some of that was like they in some of the um docos they went back and i think they had seen that the like not long after the that ufo passed over it actually singed the asphalt on the road oh yeah they had closed the area off and replaced all the um the asphalt on Mm -hmm. the road as well because of the 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 burn marks trying to hide the evidence and they did some soil samples and stuff and found something a bit curious um so yeah there's lots of data obviously the medical effects on the, the, the 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 witnesses yep um perhaps yet there's more data and more information and more mysteries to decipher from this event. The end. The end. Nothing else to add? Uh, I'm not sure about this one. I mean, 
it's like okay so if it was a government vehicle why were they flying it out there in sort of quite a public area yeah unless it was kind of out of control maybe or like that mm-hmm. was, that's a theory i've heard about this that it sort of like they were testing it it kind of got out of control and it drifted around and the helicopters were out there to try and sort of just keep an eye on or watch on it but 23 helicopters seems a lot mm. and you think if each of those helicopters have a couple of people on board them plus everyone's so well there's lots of people out there who should know the truth about this yeah 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 um i think the witnesses are pretty credible i mean there's no real reason for them to lie and that you know the when people say like oh i've had after effects from it i you know i was a little bit sick for a while yeah like you can't really fake what happened to them yeah like both like there was physical evidence in the car with like the handprint on the dash and they themselves were pretty badly injured yeah well the other thing in their favor is that they clearly were um religious so wouldn't believe in something unless they'd seen it Mm. you know like if they're you know wanting it to be jesus then then ending up in hospital and sick and i saw this other thing i'm thinking of converting to fiery diamond is my religion <laughs> fiery 1980s diamond what did i say about blasphemy <laughs> <laughs> oh you're quite relaxed it's got a day off today it's it's uh um semi 29 is actually uh fiery texas diamond day <laughs> that's my that's what i worship so <laughs> all right um should we jump into the final segment uh so just before we leave this if you had to say nope, i'm already in if it. your guess is man-made now. or extraterrestrial what do you say um i would say man-made reverse engineered from extraterrestrial i'd say that i'd agree with you um and say it's probably a bit of a dodgy man-made 1980s bodge job yeah yeah yeah, it's lacking all the sleek lines as the other <laughs> hard edge triangle stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Not unlike our logo. Yeah, this is a light in the sky. <laughs> a triangle light in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, um, we're just going to jump into the final segment of the show called uh, Get Me Some Strange. I haven't got to call a strange for a wee while, actually. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to this. Um, so this is where we take the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I flick to a random page, Tony tells me when to stop, and we read um, a small story to uh leave you on so flicking. well if we have the same uh eras of the last time <laughs> lots of lots of long stories yeah. well maybe we need to mark each page as we tick it off or something okay all right flicking stop unidentified flying objects oh double double bunger uh, i think we've done that one <laughs> let me let me cheat Mm. I'll help you pad by going. Mm. Mm. Let me hit you with two short ones. Okay, two shorties. On March twenty second, March twenty second, eighteen seventy, the British vessel Lady of the Lake was off coast off the coast of Rio de Oro, northwest Africa, when Captain F. W. Banner beheld a most remarkable object in the sky. Called by his crew to take a look at it, he observed a cloud of circular form with an included semicircle divided into four parts and a central shaft running from the center of the nice, circle. Nice pronunciation of shaft there. And extending far outward and curving backward. What convinced everyone that the phenomenon was not a cloud was the fact that it was traveling against the wind. It approached from the south and settled right into the wind's eye. Captain Brunner watched this UFO for about half an hour while it remained visible below the clouds. When it grew dark, the object could no longer be seen. 
The captain made a drawing of it that looked like a half moon with a long shaft radiating from the center. <laughs> if anyone can draw a shaft, that's Captain Brunner. Here's a here's possibly the smallest one yet. So I'll do this one and then I'll Actually the smallest one it's seriously tiny. I'm gonna finish on it. I'm going to do another one now, and I'm going to finish on the very small You're going to finish on it, are you? All right. The first (laughs) appearance in print of the term saucer was in 1878, nearly 70 years before the famous Arnold sighting. Which we've covered on the potty. Made the term almost synonymous with unidentified flying object. On January 24 of that year, John Martin, a Texas farmer who lived just south of Denison, saw a dark disc-shaped object sailing high in the heavens at a wonderful speed. What's a wonderful speed? When, when relating what he saw, he described the thing as a saucer. The story was published the next day in the Denison Daily Herald. And here's the... So if you got pulled over by the police and they were like, Do you know how fast you were going? I was wonderful like, oh, wonderful speed. speed. <laughs> I'd be like, we'll let you off on that. <laughs> Have a nice day. Have a nice day. <laughs> Travel at a wonderful speed. Okay, ready for the shortest... I think the shortest one we've ever had. Is it less than a, is it less than a sentence? Which isn't actually possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like just... They stopped printing. <laughs> yeah, so it runs off the end of the page. Ready? Yeah. A shape resembling an enormous trumpet about 425 feet long was seen swaying in the sky at Oaxaca, Mexico on July 6, 1874. According to one report, it was visible for several minutes. A trumpet? trumpet and the picture i should have showed you was literally <laughs> just a trumpet <laughs> where is it i i, I, I was sort of struggling a picture of what a trumpet in the sky yeah the oh. little picture for it it's just a trumpet the it's not a picture it's of a, it. it's a, a trumpet. picture of a trumpet yeah yeah weird long and central cool <laughs> um and on that note we'll call that another episode of lights in the sky podcast join us next time for some more tales of the paranormal oh. mixed with bullshit yeah well we're, we're 40 <laughs> bullshit laden episodes deep i wonder if anyone out there other than us have listened to all of them yeah, yeah. if you have let us know yeah if you have let us know and i'll send you more stickers yeah <laughs> <laughs> or, and a badge if you haven't already got one or if you want another one yeah, um, I'm just thinking that Christmas is coming up, and if you want stickers like to cover, like you know, the um, leaking airbed or something like that, there you go. Yeah, let us know. We'll give you Useful. all those. That'll help the. I mean, it won't, it won't completely stop the air escaping, but it might help, you know, auntie and uncle, not deflate to the ground overnight completely. Find us on Twitter at lits underscore podcast or Instagram under the same name. Um, maybe check our website. By the time you hear it, it might have might been be updated. updated. <laughs> just a note, though, if you get a badge, though, don't stick the badge into the airbed because that'll just exacerbate the problem (laughs) (laughs) on that note we will catch you next week toodaloo